This podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong sexual language. We are so excited to announce our partnership with Alt Playground, a lifestyle site dedicated to helping you find your next adventure. There are a ton of sites out there for non-monogamy, but what sets Alt Playground apart is their emphasis on being inclusive of a host of ethically non-monogamous groups and sexual preferences. So not only will you find swingers on there, but a host of other groups spanning the spectrum of sexual orientation and gender. Hence, the emphasis on alt. When they say they are an open community, they really mean open. So if you're tired of being pigeonholed into a label or looking for something a little different, check out Alt Playground by heading to altplayground.net. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. I'm the Bomber. And I'm the Bell. And we are black swingers that talk not only about the lifestyle, but about the things that few other swinger podcasts talk about concerning the interaction between sex, race, and ethical non-monogamy. Unless we just feel like talking about some bullshit, then we don't talk about none of that stuff. Yo, I know we're going to be late uploading this this episode. Yeah, it's been a month. August is a bitch. You know, I feel like August should be that month we should just take off. Like, I that was should think- be Oh, I was thinking of the same thing. Like, when we take off during the holidays, like, yeah. I think August should just be, we have a summer break and a winter break. And right. August is our summer break. Like, we should have, like, that, that, that mid, mid-year break. Yeah. And it should be in August. Yes. Because August is just crazy. August is, like, the last opportunity to enjoy the summer. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Although, like, due to climate change, it'll probably be hot until October. <laughs> which I'm which I'm cool with. No, no, I'm ready for fall. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for fall weather. R- really? Yeah. Why? Is it just because it's too hot? It's too hot, and I prefer fall fashion. Just, like, summer, like, I ain't got layers. Like, you're just worried about staying cool. Like, I don't feel like I can be my cutest self in the summer. Oh, yeah, you can't really wear a lot of accessories in this heat. Yeah, and I'm like, there's only so many polos I can put on. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I got a lot of sweaters just sitting there like, yo, (laughs) like you can still fit me, nigga. Um, (laughs) So, yo, I discovered on Instagram a show on BET. I don't know how I didn't discover this show, but it's called Miss Pat. Well, we don't watch BET. Yeah, yeah. that's true. We don't watch (laughs) BET. But BET got raw. I didn't know when BET got this raw. But, like, this is a comedy with, like, uh, um, it comes packed with a fucking laugh track. (laughs) And, like, it's basically about this mom. Like, I don't know the details. All I know Mm -hmm. is they curse on this show, and it's real hood. Like, when I say hood... It's hood, nigga. Like, <laughs> it's so hood. They be cursing. Like, the mom be cursing at her kids. She mm. she used to smoke crack, oh, apparently. Wow. I mean, not smoke crack or sell it. I don't know. She might as well have smoked it. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of those shows where, I don't know, I feel like I might have to take a shower after it. Oh. Because it's just, it's so hood and it's like, I could see how a lot of black people wouldn't like this show. Yeah. A lot of white people probably wouldn't like the show either. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I, I, I sent you a clip. I might actually play, play a clip from the show. I'm not one of your little friends, okay? I would kill your ass and still claim you on my taxes. <laughs> so I guess you think sex is what you see on Pornhub, huh? Bleach booty holes and shit. All right, all right, all right. Hey, son, apologize to your mother, huh? No, fuck him, Terry. It was uh, a lot. It was. I was not prepared for the uh, graphicness of it. When we watch black dramas or dramas with predominantly black cast, mm-hmm. like The Shy, um, which had one of the worst final seasons <laughs> ever, um, and Power, mm-hmm. all these shows are depicting some of the ugly sides of black culture. Yes. Um, but we don't have a problem with it in those shows because we're not I suppose because we're not laughing at it uh, yeah yeah and I totally get that because this is a comedy yeah but I don't know and then and again I just saw just one clip but it seemed excessive it seemed excessive and it didn't seem unrealistic it definitely seemed realistic but if I had seen that same scene play out in real life I would have cringed the same way. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want to see that as entertainment. Right. It is definitely, because the chick is a com- a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's quite a funny comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her comedy, right, you could imagine, like, you know, we watch a lot of black comics. Like, you know, yeah. black comics exaggerate shit mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and so they curse a little bit more. They're a lot more vulgar on stage or whatever. Yeah. But when they come home, it's a little bit more subdued just because you don't have to be on all the time when you're home. But I feel like given that this is a show, they turn everything up to 10. Like, I'll be honest, I I have people in my family that used to smoke crack. I got family (laughs) that used to sell crack. Like, Mm. and when shit got real, it, it got real. Like, it got vulgar. You know, you had mom cursing at the kids. It was low key fucking child abuse and shit. Yeah. But it still wasn't as as crazy as this show. I'm like, y'all got money. Y'all live in a house. Why y'all still <laughs> right. Why y'all still talking to each other like this? Yeah. Uh, so I'm still gonna watch this show though. I just I gotta watch it. But you know what I was thinking? I was like, you know, if there's a show that's you know exploiting black pain for the sake of entertainment. I just don't want white people making money off it. No. That's the only thing. Like, I know there's some white executive out there that's making money off this shit. And that's what makes me mad about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if black people making money on it, fuck it. <laughs> Give these motherfuckers 10 more seasons. Shit. Because <laughs> we're vulgar on this show. We are. But not, <laughs> not like that. Not like that. <laughs> Y'all just have to watch the show. Yeah. All right. Um... Okay, so let us, uh, let's move on to the hit list this week. It's time for the hit list. Okay, so mine is Roy Royce Pearson. Pearson? So he's on this new show that I'm watching. I'm watching Irregulars on Netflix, and it's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes spinoff. Like, Sherlock is a character in the show, but he's not the main character. But anyway, Royce plays Dr. Watson, Sherlock's assistant. And they go, you know, the little, like, 
street urchins go around investigating all these like ir- uh, uh, paranormal. You, we call them street urchins. Yeah. What the hell is that? Like a like just children living in the street. Oh, oh, okay. That's what we call them now, street urchins. <laughs> no, but that's like what they called them back in the day in England, but. Yo, that's actually a cool name. Street urchins. <laughs> Get your street urchin ass in the house. Okay, okay, go ahead. But yeah, he plays Dr. Watson. He was also in The Witcher, but I don't remember him in The Witcher, so he must he might have had a smaller character. Um, but I like him. I like his role. He plays like a every time I've seen Dr. Watson in a Sherlock Holmes movie or show, he's been uh, more passive and um a sidekick yeah but he's like one of the main characters in the show and he's also a darker character too figuratively and literally like he's black this is also one of these shows where like it's just randomly diverse for no reason (laughs) (laughs) like there's an asian girl and a white girl and their sister (laughs) um it's not clear why (laughs) like how that happened or anything like that and so there's just like random minorities just all over the place in this thing um, so so yeah wow. so it, it's interesting but I, I like guess, his I character. guess they're just I guess they're just reflecting the census data that came out recently right yeah like that uh white people for the first time minorities have surpassed white people in the country and motherfuckers is out here celebrating y'all need to shut the <laughs> fuck up right all of y'all need to shut the fuck up with this celebration of white minority status first of all <laughs> these motherfuckers still got more money than y'all true and we don't need white people to get upset they about have more money more power <laughs> and more access like they, they they're still in power um, there's more of us now but they're still in power um, and we're so. not even first of all when you say us we're not even united like people nah. of color ain't, ain't united like asians are doing their thing black people are doing their thing yeah you know it's 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 still like it's not like we are a united front um right. you know so people need to calm the hell down <laughs> and black people i don't think our percentage has gone up at all i no. think if anything we might have gone down a little bit yeah i haven't looked at the numbers but um but yeah, man, I'm worried. These incels have a reason. Fucking uh, these uh, what, what's what's the the Q Q the Q motherfuckers? Q Q and I. Yes, man. I got we we got problems. Okay, <laughs> like like these motherfuckers is mad. Mm-hmm. You know they and now we got fucking fucking Sherlock Holmes and Watson just turning black for no reason <laughs> on TV shows. We about to have a black Superman, a black Batman. It's uh, a black Batman. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they'll turn black man. Black man. <laughs> Bring blank man back. I'm down with blank man. Um. So yeah. Uh. So so what else has this guy been in? Because I don't. I don't know who he is. He hasn't really been in anything that we've seen. So like I said, he was in The Witcher. Um. He was in this movie called Murdered by My Boyfriend. Um, another movie, Wonderlust. Wait, didn't we see that? Wonderlust? No, that's that's a podcast we listen to. Well, I know that, but anyway. He was also in Thor The Dark World. Don't remember. Thor The Dark World? Nah, um, I don't And a remember. movie about Judy Garland. He was in Line of Duty. Wait, what does he look like? He's a very tall, light-skinned dude. Oh, light-skinned, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, do not recognize him at all. <laughs> 
Um, but he's yeah, cute. yeah, he's cute. Looks young too. He is. I mean, he's only like a couple years younger than me, but yeah. Okay. You want me to call him up? Nah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like you got his number or some shit. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, my hit list target. Uh, for this episode will be uh, Margot Robbie. No surprise there. Mm -mm. Uh, You know what's interesting? First time I saw her was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And she played alongside Leonardo DiCaprio. And she was so hot in that movie. And she did a full nude scene Mm -hmm. in the film. And I don't think she's done a full nude scene since. (laughs) But even in that film, I was like, oh, okay, she's just a hot blonde. I mean, there's a million of those. And, like, I wasn't really interested. I mean, she was a bad chick. But, like, she was, like, looked like a million other chicks. But we saw the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, but the Suicide Squad. That new shit (laughs) with Idris Elba. That movie was fucking dope. Mm -hmm. We talked about it on our Patreon. Yeah. Um... That movie was dope. Y'all need to see that shit immediately. But, yo, Margot Robbie playing... Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is just the best. I don't know I don't know if anyone else can play that character. I feel no. like I feel like she is to Harley Quinn what Hugh Jackman was to Wolverine. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, she's going to be playing this character for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because she just does it. She does crazy really well. She does mm-hmm. sexy and crazy really well. And she does that Brooklyn accent really well. <laughs> um, shout out to Margot Robbie. Now, I don't think she's ever going to show her titties again since uh, no. since she's making so much money. I don't think it's going <laughs> to happen. Um, but, you know, shout out to her. <laughs> you are listening to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. Hey y'all, we are so excited to once again be one of the hosts at Podcast Palooza Encore this year in Dallas, Texas. Podcast Palooza, also known as PCAP for y'all who don't know, will be a three-night hotel takeover taking place from November 5th to the 8th. There will be day parties, theme nights, and edutaining seminars by some awesome content creators, including Monogamish Marriage, Living the Sweet Life, Expansive Connection, Average Swingers, and of course, Wonderless Swingers. But we are adding some more fun this time with the inclusion of drag bingo, erotic painting, shibari classes, and some visits to them sexy Dallas lifestyle clubs. The last PCAP was bomb. So if you missed it, please purchase your tickets now by going to podcast-a-palooza.com forward slash black in kinky. Hope to see you there. Bye. So let's get through some of the emails. We appreciate y'all sending these out. Well, these are emails, DMs, all kinds of shit. Uh, So this one comes from the sexy listeners who are older and sexier than the average swinger. (laughs) Love your podcast. My girlfriend and I are thinking about going in that direction. I'm assuming the swinging direction. Um, We are older than you two, but in excellent shape and very sexy. Hopefully one day we can all meet. We're on the West Coast. I'm on episode eight, I think. Listen to it when I'm at the gym. Makes the time on the elliptical go much faster. Episode eight. I don't even know what episode that was. That's way back in the day now. 
we were and the and the episode we put the episode eight was coming prepared lifestyle play pack supplies for short and long-term play adventures do you think that we've shifted our play supply habit i was just thinking like when you were reading that i was like we probably could do an updated episode on that because i mean i guess we bring some of the same things but maybe not so I don't know what we talked about there. I feel like we talked about bringing <laughs> condoms, bringing lingerie. Yeah. So that's like that. Those things we never forget. Right. Lube we bring, but like I barely use that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we go back and forth on the lights and shit. Yeah. Yeah. We bring out. We we bring lights. If it's like if we know we're gonna be in a hotel, we we bring the mm-hmm. lights and shit. Um. You know, I might bring my C ring. I still kind of sometimes. I've, I've actually no, I forget that. I yeah, forget the C ring. <laughs> I don't um, think you've used that in a while. I haven't. I need to. I need to bring that back in style. It's my whole fucking mode. My whole lifestyle game has been <laughs> fucked up, man. Fuck COVID, yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to this older couple being in shape. Um, so y'all all the way at the West Coast. We hope y'all surviving those fires. I know. Um. Man, it's the end of the world. If you read the climate report, it's the fucking end of the world. And apparently there's like, um, I just saw a new post, like there's a thing called environmental anxiety or eco-anxiety. I think I have that. Look, I'm going to say something (laughs) controversial right now. (laughs) For all the motherfuckers who are looking at what's going on in Afghanistan, all the niggas who are looking at what's going on in the world as far as climate change and what's going on as far as this COVID shit, I'm going to keep it real right now. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to say is that, first of all, black people have had it worse. Black people have had it worse than this shit. We had slavery for centuries, okay? You not going to tell me, oh, it's the end of the world. Motherfuckers was... <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. I'm like, yo, we've had worse times. We've had world wars, but the world war still wasn't as bad as slavery, okay? I'm like, yo... You show me some shit that's worse than slavery, then maybe I'll be like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe God just had it with us, <laughs> okay? But if we went through slavery for centuries and just we still just chilling, like like life is just still going, and we it's just in the history books and shit. Um, nah, we had it worse, okay? I know things look bad right now, but yo, black people, we had it worse. It's not that bad for us right now. Okay. Sexy IG model chick sent us uh, sent us uh, clearly a message on IG. Why don't you read this one? <laughs> hey there. First off, I love your podcast, but wanted to reach out as my boyfriend and I just started exploring the lifestyle and have been to Taboo once, but it was on newbie night. <laughs> Any suggestions on dress code there? We tend to overdress, but don't want to stand out too much. I mean, I think I overdress all the time too but i don't have a problem with it i don't think there's there's a problem with it it's it's just what you're comfortable with and i would rather be overdressed than underdressed um because then like you'll be ready for whatever the situation is so i mean in terms of dress code for taboo or any other lifestyle club i would say any kind of club outfit anything that you were going to wear to a vanilla club you could wear to you know there so i would say you know a club dress you know a club outfit um something like that for ladies for guys you know 
either some slacks or some nice jeans. Now, when I say slacks or trousers, I'm not talking about like your old man pleated, like big, like tan colored with the <laughs> with the <laughs> with the big fat cuff at the bottom. No, like just some nice flat front <laughs> trousers or some nice dark wash jeans. Trousers? Are we still calling pants trousers? I call them trousers or slacks. Yo, <laughs> I'm sorry. And my pops calls them trousers. Well, I mean, what do you call them? You just, just say pants? I just say pants, yeah. Mm, I guess. Get your trousers, boy. Yeah. No, that's, that's mm, iron them shits. Nah, I don't um, like it. I prefer trousers. Okay. Trousers sounds mad old, yo. <laughs> Damn. Sounds sophisticated. Okay. Uh, yeah, what, so what, nice, about, what about dungarees? People uh, still no. say that. <laughs> My no, my grandfather says dungarees, but <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I would say like you know a button-up shirt or like a nice like a nice polo, not like the cotton polo, but you know how they have the polos where it's like the like silkier like nicer Shine, material, shits. like something like that. You know, just try to look nice. Like the whole thing is you're trying to attract people, right? So you're gonna want to wear something that would be attractive. So and we've talked about this in previous episodes. You know, look nice. Yeah, we have talked about it in previous episodes, and I'm got I got to tell you, this one took me back. This one <laughs> took me back to the days where we used to be like overdressed. We used to be this couple right yeah. here, where we used to go in the we used to go in the club and. Nobody cared about the dress code. Like no nobody really cared about looking that good. Yeah. Like So this episode th- this episode is going to be a, a episode where we talk to uh E Train and Lolo, uh the couple that we've been talking about um in our Patreon and we probably talked about in the last episode. But like when it comes to like like dressing well, this couple was on top of that shit. Yes. Um but Many times <laughs> we've been in situations at clubs, especially, yo, where like it's like people didn't care. Like, yeah. I just I didn't understand it. I was like, yo, what are we doing wrong? Like, did, did they not care? Like, it it, it was fucking me up because <laughs> you care about guys accessorizing and, and nobody was doing that. Yeah. And it was just, you know what I mean? So so I say, yo live your life do you <laughs> at taboo they require you to have on a collared button down I so can't. they will so you send you shorts. yeah you can't wear shorts they will send your ass to the fucking um uh, walmart uh <laughs> local walmart to get your ass a collared shirt i learned the hard way <laughs> all right so duchess cashmere sent us an email she said hey Belle, just got back from naughty we had a great time so tell me did they have a playroom called plus one room filled with black men so glad you had a good time at Naughty. I didn't. I, I didn't even know Naughty was going on again. Like Naughty that. is never going to stop. It <laughs> doesn't know. matter how much controversy hits that <laughs> shit. Know. People who go to Naughty have such an amazing time. They don't give a fuck if they're putting their lives at risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they did have a plus one room um, before. Now, prior to it being called the plus one room, it was the chocolate room. Um, but people felt some type of way about that name, obviously. So they changed it to the plus one room because it would be typically white couples plus a black male. Um, so, yeah, so they did have that. That's been a mainstay at Naughty. Um, again, they've tried to clean it up with the plus one room. 
but I still feel some type of way about it. When we were at Naughty, we did go to that room just to check it out. We did not play <laughs> there. Um, I mean, I would have, the guys are very attractive, so I would have played with, but it just, it didn't feel right. Cause it was like, so all the other play, all the other playrooms are themed. They have like, you know, the white room, the red room, the dark room, whatever, whatever. Um, so, okay, the, the plus one room, nothing but black dudes. They play in all that, like, 90s, early 2000s, R&B. Like, it's the room where I would want to be. But then it's just, like, all these other white women and couples. And <laughs> So, okay. So, so here's, here's, here's the thing. So what is the problem? Is the problem that... Is the problem that white couples looking white couples and singles looking for black men know where to go to find them? Is that is that what the issue is? Say that one more time. Is the issue it is the issue that white people know where to they go? There's a room that they can find black men in, and they go to that room. I'm just trying to see what the problem is here. Like I'm 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 asking you and Duchess the same question. <laughs> what is the problem with the plus one room? Like I get it. It's basically the chocolate room, yeah. just not in name, right? right? But what is it that you want these black men to do? These black men are putting in work. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. And I think I, no, I'm gonna I talked. I'm going to defend my brothers I to, got to death, I got you. Okay. It, <laughs> and I think I talked about with this with somebody else. I don't know. But I remember having this conversation. And I was like, if it's going to be an actual plus one room, there needs to be a rainbow, like it can't just be black men. There needs to be Latino men. White there needs men to be Latino Asian men. There needs to be in white there. men. There's no rule that yeah, says but they're not. that white. But they're that not. Has nothing to do. So what? What do you? So what? They not in there. So what? So then it's not. Why, why aren't they in there, Bell? I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the organizer of Naughty. I don't know. The so not the organizers. What do you want the organizers to do? It. What what do you mean? It's it's their event. They design the rooms. So if it's going to be a plus one one room, if it's going to be a room for couples or individuals looking for single males, then it needs to be a rainbow. But having it just be a room filled with black men and just changing the name from chocolate room to plus one room does not solve the issue. Because for me, that's still fetishizing black men that's still um objectifying black men and i know you have this thing about objectifying can be you know good sometimes and black men need that blah 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 but still it makes me uncomfortable and i know that it makes some other black couples and black men and black women oh uncomfortable so all i'm like, saying is just throw some other colors up in there but they not throw i don't i mean i don't know what's putting black men in these rooms I don't know what's putting black men in these rooms. And honestly, when it comes to people that are looking for single brothers, like I don't know a single man. Because if we were looking for a single man, we would have no problem finding them in there. You like black men. So, yeah, I so, also like Latino men and Asian men and white men. I'm just, My issue is just don't like... Like, if you're going to be wrong, be real bold in your wrongness. <laughs> like, so they should call it the chocolate yeah. room again? Nah, man, that's racist. Oh, pfft. But it's the same thing. No, it's not it's the, the same it's thing. The same it's the thing. plus one room. No, it, but it's not the plus one room. Look, it's if, not the if, plus one. If room. Basically, if it's you're, plus one chocolate one. Okay, so if you so maybe it's just simply telling the folks at Naughty in New Orleans, 
that they need to be more instrumental with their outreach, their <laughs> their plus one room outreach, and say that uh, they have to have what what is it the equal opportunity clause yes. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage men of European descent and Asian descent to apply to be in the chocolate. <laughs> in the, excuse me, in the plus one room. <laughs> right. Um, we really need diversity in this motherfucker. Yes. Okay, but hey, look, um, I don't know if the people that are actually looking for a plus one are complaining about that. You can't sit here and tell me that when you're looking for when you're looking for a single male, you want, you know, you want the diversity if your selection if if your selection is looking chocolatey, if your selection is looking chocolatey, you're not going to be like, okay, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more shade. I need a little bit. Li- I mean, I well, need that's a, a whole nother. I, I need, that's I need a whole nother issue. Represented in this bitch. No, you're like, oh, this is fine. Let me choose. Let me choose. But the again, chocolate this, pick but, I'm the, play with but again, this goes back to the whole issue around the Queen of Spades, and and that um, group of people and preferences, and so. And I'm not saying that's the only people that are interested in playing in that room. Like I said, I would be interested in playing in that room as well. But given the demographic that was in there when we were there, Mm -hmm. it didn't make me feel comfortable. So. And, and see, and the stupid stuff, like when we were there, another black woman was like, she went there to check it out just like I did because we wanted to see, Hey, and cause like, yeah, we like playing with black men too, you know? And a white woman approached her and was like, well, why are you here? You already have one. Oh, damn. <laughs> see, so, so it's that kind of thinking is that kind of thinking in those spaces that makes this problematic. Mm-hmm. So even though the name changed the culture surrounding it, right is still problematic absolutely okay i get it i get it sexy ride or die from day one chick so this has been a long time fan you're gonna know who you are when we read this thing but bell go ahead hey you guys so i don't know if this is weird of me lol but i wanted to share with you all that i went to my very first ls event last night and had an amazing time since i started listening to bnk i wanted to make my way into the lifestyle but felt like it was more so something I would do with my potential man as a couple. I've been single for a while and dating a bit more lately, so I figured I'd give it some time. But I recently had a B-day and realized I've been doing a lot of planning but not living. So I decided to just go alone as a single female. Needless to say, I was nervous as hell, but the atmosphere was friendly and not too intimidating. I wound up meeting a black couple who was the same age as me, 30s i told them i was a newbie and this was my first ls event ever our energy was great and they were really patient and caring and i wound up having having my first play session with them and it was amazing if you ever wonder if your podcast is working to get more of us into the lifestyle the answer is yes so thank you oh i'm so glad you had a good experience that's so nice Shout out to all the chicks out there that are tired of planning and they're ready to live. <laughs> yes, sir. Holla. Yo, um, I am uh, so happy to get this 
email. I, I'm really happy to get these emails because I know there's a lot of people who listen to this show who aren't in the lifestyle and they're thinking about it and they're listening to it, listening to it and they're thinking about it and they're talking to their partners about it and they're like, they're so hesitant. And, you know, a lot of the single ones, a lot of the single females in particular, like they don't want to go to like a party on their own. We just had a friend of ours, a single female who uh, um, who, who came by and, you know, chat chatted us up a bit but she knows we're in the lifestyle and she you know she did come with us to a party one time and she's just been hesitant to go on her own yeah um understandably so uh, because you want to feel safe right. and you know even going to, i don't know if it has much to do with the lifestyle i mean even going to like a club by yourself without a friend without yeah. a buddy can feel awkward um but i am just you know listen I'm I'm just you know shout out to the folks who are bold enough to take the plunge solo you know you're trying to be discreet but you know you got a freak side and you know you're curious you've been listening to BNK from day one maybe some other lifestyle podcast and you just got curious and jumped in so shout out to you you know what this reminds me of hmm. so apparently I think I don't know if it was a Danish reporter was it Danish oh, yeah, you're talking about this. yeah some reporter um, in Europe had went to a lifestyle club <laughs> on open it like when it when it reopened to some shit mm -hmm. and you know she's interviewing people getting to know the lifestyle and shit she's a fucking reporter mm -hmm. and it's like yo when you sitting there i was telling you this the other day i'm like yo bell we got to be careful who we talk to about the lifestyle because <laughs> even though we could just sit here and just talk about busting nuts and like you know having orgies and yeah. all of that shit like we could talk about that stuff on this show and not get aroused at all. It is not an arousing thing anymore to be talking about sex in this way. But if we're talking to a stranger about it who's not used to it, like we could just be having a conversation and they could be getting real hot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You ever talk to somebody about the lifestyle and notice that they just get real quiet? They just start nodding. They'd be like, oh, yeah, tell me more. And then <laughs> like it go like they're not even asking questions. It goes, yeah, yeah. And then and then they just go silent. Now they're just nodding. They're just nodding as you're talking because they're like, yo, like, I'm getting real wet right now. <laughs> Shit. I could fuck this person right now. I wonder if they're interested <laughs> talking to me about busting nuts and shit. I have not had that experience. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't really. I've had that experience. Every time I talk to somebody about the lifestyle, I, I like stop. Like, uh, you know, um, uh, when I'm talking to somebody, I'm particularly sensitive to the pauses. Mm -hmm. And when a pause has gone too long, I just change the subject. I'm like, this isn't the thing to talk about. <laughs> but the fucking European reporter, she was like, uh, apparently she's heard so much about it, she just started playing. While she was interviewing her fucking, the guy who's smashing her, she's still interviewing this guy. <laughs> Um, and asking them questions. And she's like, yo, so what do you see right now? What's going on? He's like, oh, I'm just fucking this fine-ass chick right now, just <laughs> smashing her. You can hear the flesh uh -huh. pounding on her. Um, and I don't know. Um, I just, I, I feel like a lot of people hear this shit and they're curious. Shout out to the people who could just listen to it and just not do nothing <laughs> for years. Yeah. Um, but shout out to the people who try. And it looks like this person had a good experience. Yeah. All right. Um, so thanks for sending us that message. Uh, final email, sexy DMV couple. We love your show. You gave us the courage and insight to attend our first event. It was awesome. Do y'all know how to connect with more melanated LS events in the DMV? 
Thanks and great show. Damn, another one? All y'all niggas is getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Go ahead. Um, We're looking around, too. You know what's funny? I was on one of my Facebook groups, and they were talking about, which one of the events that we haven't been to yet, but one of our, um, someone we know is involved with, um, the Ho Hive. Um, the what? The Ho Hive. What the hell is that? It's a collective, like a black um, life. They're, they're somewhat lifestyle, but sexy alternative. They throw different events at a club here in D.C. Um, and we just never made it to one of their events. We had been invited and stuff like that, um, but we never made it to one of the events. Anyway, so we'll check out the Ho Hive. They are melanated people throwing lifestyle events um, in the DMV area. Um, and I would say just look on SLS. Again, we've talked about this. Um, Facebook is a way to find out about some of these events. If you make a like lifestyle Facebook profile, um, there's different groups on Facebook. Our, our black people be trying to be real underground, underground. So, um, it can be difficult to find, find all the things, but sometimes there's stuff posted on, um, SLS or other websites. SLS is kind of the biggest site here in APG um, in this area. So check those sites out for different events if you're looking for. And just word of mouth. Just like if you're out at a lifestyle event or you're chatting with different couples, ask them about what events they go to, what groups are they a part of. But thanks for your email. Um, good luck with that. Um, just a reminder, check out APG. Uh, I know they're doing some meet and greets. They had some pretty cool ones at a winery in the area. Um, but check out uh, APG for a awesome network of sex positive couples. You are listening to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. Hey, fellow B&K fans, I know y'all are enjoying the show, but damn, we have to wait a month for each episode? I don't know about you, but that's way too long for me. That is one of the many reasons I support Bomber and Bell on Patreon. They release content on their Patreon every week. I really can't get enough of their Pillow Talk episodes, where they get real personal, and girl, it's like having a backstage pass to your favorite artist. It also doesn't hurt to hear my name shouted out every episode and have ready access to the Bell and the Bomber through their private chat. If y'all want to join in the fun, head to www.patreon.com forward slash black and kinky and donate a few dollars a month to keep the show going. I know it's for a good cause and all that, but I'm just trying to get my fair share of this sexy ass podcast. Speaking of which, I'm finna finish this episode. But we met up with E-Train and Lolo. Um, that's a black lifestyle couple that we talked about before. Um, but we actually had the opportunity to have them on the show. Uh, so we talked to them about their experience in NC uh, in North Carolina. So you get to hear a little bit of that. Um, so, yeah, we are um, just going to play our discussion with them and then uh, come back. have e-train and lolo on the show with choo, us today <laughs> say hi guys hey. hey we thought that it would be important to get a sense of what your experience has been like in the lifestyle you guys are you guys are coming out of north carolina yep um and so i feel like 
in the DMV area, we have like a really, um, a really unique experience in the lifestyle. But the longer that we've been in it and the longer that we've like heard from some of our listeners who've been coming from other areas of the Northeast, the West Coast and the South, like one thing particularly around like black people in a lifestyle is that our experiences are are extremely varied. There's some people that are living in areas where there's like a big lifestyle scene when it comes to the black community. There are others that are in like, that, that are experiencing stuff entirely different. So um, we wanna really get a sense of, or give our listeners a sense of what your experience has been like as a sexy ass black couple <laughs> in a lifestyle. Um, Cause y'all are super, super sexy. Um, so I guess, just tell our listeners, like, how did y'all get in lifestyle? How long have y'all been in lifestyle? Just tell us your story. All right. So I guess this one is uh, is me. I'll, I'll start off. Um, so um, my name is E-Train. I actually introduced the lifestyle within our marriage. And it all happened at the beginning of 2017 when we took a trip to Miami. Um, and that goes without saying that Miami is one of the most liberal places you can go to mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. and just kind of explore and experience different things, uh, whether lifestyle or not. So um, we had I had already conceptualized and had been dreaming about the idea. Uh, but then we went to Miami and we wound up having sex, uh, not on the beach, but we went to Hallover Beach. And as we all over, yes, we know about all over. Um, and so as we are leaving, we find this little like cut or corridor where, uh, there's a sand path and, uh, very low matriculation on this path. And so we wound up, uh, kind of kissing and you know where that leads. And, uh, we wound up having sex and somebody who actually walks by. Mm. Well, y'all had sex on Hallover Beach? Well, like like on the one of the side paths. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. So leading too, like you know where? Yeah, where you get you know because it's like the big mangrove, right? Right. That you have to walk through to get to the beach. So yeah. like on one of the paths, exactly, mm-hmm. to get to the beach. That so, seems like a really public area. Uh, kind <laughs> of. Everybody was on the beach. Right. Right. Okay. But us. But okay. us. So <laughs> so y'all weren't on the nude beach having sex. No. Quite, but y'all were y'all y'all were fucking on the path. Yeah. On the path. Okay. Yeah. Wow. okay. Right. Um go. not the main path, but yeah. one of the paths. Y'all so anyway. Died. And y'all didn't get arrested. No. Okay. <laughs> so we snuck off and we did our thing and started kissing and one thing led to another. So anyway, um somebody walks by, um, a male um walks by and he asks, Can he join? And at this point, I haven't even had the conversation about what I have been thinking. And so, you know, we continue doing what we're doing, but he mouths to me, um, and I can read lips very well. Um, <laughs> and he says, can I watch? And so my wife is bent over holding her ankles in such the oh, most snap. fantastic <laughs> posture. Uh, and I did not want to interrupt our enjoyment and our moment. So I said, sure, I obliged. And so... He watched for a few seconds um, and kind of gave the thumbs up of excitement. Um, and then he walks off. Uh, we continue and we finish. And long story short, we wound up getting all the way back to North Carolina before we had the conversation. Um, she actually is going to the grocery store. She comes back. And as she's coming back, I call her and I say, listen. I've been thinking about some things we need to talk when you get home. And so I can only imagine what right. was going through her mind. 
I was like, talk? What, what do we need to talk about? We can talk about it right now. He's like, no, we can wait till I get home. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so I go and I help her get everything in wait, the house. Hold on. So let me let me let me jump in. Did you know that this other guy was watching at the time? Not at the time. Oh, I no. didn't know. So you didn't. So no, only he you told know. me oh, afterwards. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. and I was like watching. You know, in my mind, like. He was like, it was fine, honey. I had you. And I was like, well, I was focused. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we was having a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and so uh, I help her get everything in the house. This is uh, probably about two, three days later. Yeah. Um, Wait, so, so I'm sorry. I keep, I keep jumping in. Just that's okay. one question. Did you, was that the first time that you've been watched having sex that in your experiences? Together. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Together. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Together. <laughs> so um, we get home. We have the conversation. Um, it does not go very well. Um, oh. Um, totally unexpected um, on her behalf. Yeah. Um, and so it took us uh, probably about 48 hours, 70, yeah. 48 to 72 hours to kind of get to a space where we were kind of neutral and able to really like process and we had to give that time um, specifically for what her to process. What was the main conflict? I mean, yeah. Was issue? Because I felt I was blindsided. Mm. And uh. for me, I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I internally, I was like, well, we have sex all the time. Like, yeah. why do we not have sex with other people? And, um, you know, so that was like, we talked about that. We did mm-hmm. for a couple hours. He's like, there's nothing wrong with you, but there's yeah. this whole other lifestyle out there that you can experience. And I was like, but I don't want to be with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I just want to be with you. Yeah. But a lot of that has to do with upbringing yeah, yeah. and not understanding that mm-hmm. you can have sex you think with someone else. You I was brought up in a whorehouse or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because no, I'm you just kidding. I'm the just same kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But you know, you it's like when you get married, you're only supposed to be with that one person. Right. And so we had to talk through these things mm-hmm. and be like, just because I penetrate someone else doesn't mean I love them or I'm going to move and be off, like start right, a yeah. family with them. Mm-hmm. And if you have sex with another man, it doesn't mean that you, they're going to move in here and pay our bills and right, yeah. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had to talk about it and I was like, okay, this makes sense. So I was like, so what do we do next? Mm-hmm. He was like, Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I had already researched uh, SLS um, I hadn't developed a profile because then more, my wife would kill me. Um, and so um, so I found a party um, and it was a hotel party. I won't release the group name, but um, they How'd you th- find them? Uh, on, on SLS. SLS. Oh, on SLS. Okay. Yeah. So um, they threw a fucking phenomenal party. Yes. Probably the best party we've ever had hosted in Greensboro that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to um, and it was amazing. Um, she got a bunch of little gifts and trinkets mm-hmm. and treated real nice and let me play uh, that first night and we had a great time. So I you have didn't to clear play. this up. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you said that. He said I let him play because that day I started my menstrual cycle. Oh, okay. Like, that day, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. pretty messed up. But in the process, we met this great couple that we still keep in contact with, mm-hmm. and I mean, she was just very welcoming and she ushered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm. ushered the whole she, setting. She and, did everything to make Lo feel comfortable mm-hmm. and did everything with her that she could possibly do mm-hmm. in the midst of the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a good first experience. They set the bar high for mm-hmm. the parties and nobody has ever met that. Specifically. Yeah. Now this particular particular couple 
this woman set the bar high high for women yeah for us at yeah least. yeah she really did that first lifestyle experience is so important it is because for us the first lifestyle experience we had was really positive mm -hmm. and that just made us want to go a little bit deeper in the rabbit hole so it sounds like that was a similar thing for you guys did you play with someone that night mm. i played with like two mm -hmm. okay yeah, yeah. And how did you respond to seeing him or knowing that he was playing with other folks? I thought it was sexy. We were all in the same room. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we okay. were all in the same room. We started mm -hmm. out same room. A Is mile that... list of rules. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, of course. <laughs> A mile list of rules, mm -hmm. probably longer than that. And um, I was fine with it. It was, it was great, actually, mm -hmm. just seeing everybody having a good time. And then going back to their spouses or their significant others. And that's one thing that we always say, like, after we go out and do something, we're going to reconnect. Right. Like, you have to reconnect as a couple because, mm -hmm. you know, you want to join back together and share that moment. And it intensifies things, mm -hmm. like, to the utmost. It's, it's like fireworks. Is being in the same room, like, one of your rules or, like? It was to start out with. Now it's case by case. Mm -hmm. um, typically, we're in the same room, though. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's nine where, out of ten. Honestly, know. I would say it's where your comfort level is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. If I'm comfortable with it, then he's like, okay. But if not, then... And those just, are few and far between. Yeah. <laughs> far and few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after that experience, like, how did you all evolve in the lifestyle? Because I feel like what you prefer now is different from where you were at that point, based on what you've told us before. It probably took... A year and a half, two years, honestly, for us to do away with all those rules mm -hmm. and just oh. be like, you got to just have fun. You can't yeah. put mm -hmm. limits on sex or then it's not fun. Mm -hmm. You're here to enjoy yourself, relax, release. And when you have all these rules and you're thinking in your head, like, I can't kiss this person. I can't do right, that. Yeah. I can't do this. Uh -huh. The fun is taken out of it. Mm -hmm. So we sat down and had a conversation about that. I was like, okay, so what are our non-negotiables? Yeah. And then we just ended up with like one, protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Just, it was just one, protection. Yeah. And then for me, it was like, okay, well, I'll kiss on a case by case for me. But mm -hmm. if that's something that you want to do, then I'm okay with that. Okay. And yeah. I think that leads to the fact that there has to be connection. Yeah. There has to be connection. You know, we got into this thinking that, oh, it's just casual sex and no connection or rapport mm -hmm. needs to be established. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of um, adversarial, if you will, to the moment. You know, mm -hmm. we have to be able to have a connection with people. Otherwise, you really can't take it that far. Yeah. 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 It's 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 interesting when it comes to sex. Like we um, like this. It's almost like there's this line. Right. <laughs> you. You know, we got into the lifestyle because we didn't want we we wanted to have fun. We wanted to sort of explore our our fantasies, um, but at the same time, we know that in order for us to enjoy a sexual experience, there has to be some level of connection there. Mm -hmm. And so, you you kind of have to spend a little bit of time getting to know somebody mm -hmm. um, and build that sexual chemistry. Sometimes that shit comes faster for some than yeah. others like yeah. sometimes it's just explosive like with you guys like i think we <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think we had i don't even know if it was a conversation i don't even know if you no. can even call it that i mean kind all of. we needed was a, all we needed was a jenga game yeah, <laughs> that's right. um but um, but yeah. So all right. So some so it sounds like some of your rules got a little bit more um, flexible. 
uh, as you've been on Lifestyle a little bit longer. But what did you discover about what you liked and what you preferred when it came to your play, your preferred play style? Okay, so... Uh, sorry. Full swap, soft we have swap, been, all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, don't do soft swap at all. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. Let's just get that out yeah, of the let's way. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like dipping the toe in the water. We're, yeah. we're, we're more uh, jump-in kind of people. And, and that's kind of how we started. And so we've had experiences of uh, male, female, male. We've had, so I, I guess to be very uh, specific, we've had, um, we've been in orgy settings. We've mm-hmm. done full swap. We've mm-hmm. done threesomes with a, uh, another female. We've done threesomes with a man. Um, we, we've had a variety of experiences, and I feel like we found enjoyment in all of them, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. And I have to say, like, DVP is probably like... DVP? <laughs> Damn, it was DVP. Yeah. Me and Belle were like... Because I was like, no, yeah, I think she likes me. DP. No, and I was like, like, no. I was like, it was DVP. Yeah, okay, so I'm not crazy. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. I don't, never... I don't know. Are there a lot of black females that like DVP? I thought that was some white you shit. You definitely told me I was lying about oh, that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, she shied away from DP. it. <laughs> I have to know when you discovered that that was your thing. The first time we did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, let's try it. Okay. I it mean, just took one time. Yeah. So that was with a, a single male? Mm-hmm. And yep. I, I got to know, how do you get to that? Because... Okay, so you're with a single male, you know, you guys are playing, like, I mean, mm-hmm. typical stuff, one fucking, one getting oral sex. How does the DVP conversation come up? It was beforehand. Okay. okay. We had kind of talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So and, it's something um, you've been you've been curious about before? In conversation, yes, and we were really comfortable with this guy, so it was like, well, mm, why not try it? Like, mm-hmm. and we did, and it was great. She loves the attention. <laughs> And the stimulation. I can yeah. understand that. Belle, would you be interested no. in it? Okay. Because you're not interested Why? in anything going in your ass. Why, right? Belle? I'm not. <laughs> but you, 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 just... you orgasm through vaginal penetration. I do. So I'm just it just like... seems like a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's just... not. It seems like it. It does. But once you get there, and it's an art. Yeah, we talked yes, about this before. Yes. We did. It's an art, but once you get there and everybody has the rocking and the moving together, it's yeah. it's the best feeling ever. It really is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just tuck it in the back. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, you know, I'll keep that, keep it there, contemplate on it, marinate, let it marinate. You know. So, t- t- can you t- just tell us what? G- give us some tips on DVPs and how to make that shit work. Tips. I would say, you know, one of the biggest things for me is making my wife comfortable. And so I've learned that. I've had to learn that. I'm not going to sit here and say that from day one of us jumping in a lifestyle that I knew exactly. I knew how to make my wife comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to make my wife comfortable with someone else involved in the Mm -hmm. mix, Mm -hmm. whether it was a female or male. Mm -hmm. And so basically what we've learned is that um, you know, we've had to really find out exactly what it takes to make her feel comfortable with the idea mm-hmm. and make her body feel comfortable because yeah. very similar, not the same, but very similar to anal, uh, anal sex is very much contingent upon how comfortable mm-hmm. the woman is receiving before she receives mm-hmm. in order right. for that to take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the same thing with, with 
two penises mm-hmm. in the vagina, you know, it takes that level of comfortability for her to be willing and able to receive. So, yeah. you know, that's where the attention comes in, being able to stroke and 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 find those places where her arousal mm-hmm. peaks, mm-hmm. where she's open and available. I'm not trying to give an anatomy uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, lesson, yeah. but uh, to help her get to her peak moment where she can receive to at the same time. Okay, so um, all right, so arousal and getting her ready, um, but I'm trying to get into the mechanics of this thing. <laughs> so um, I'm imagining that she's usually there's a guy and she's straddling him, mm-hmm. and you know you or the other guy might be on 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 in back of her. Um, who has to go in first? I'm, I'm trying to understand the mechanics here. And you know, uh, I'm trying to think about it, and I'm just like, I don't know. You just end up with two dicks inside. Yeah, no, 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 there's a method to the madness. Really is. There is a method to the madness. You don't have to do anything, really. Yes, you kind of do. Yes, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, okay, so the dude on the bottom, does he usually enter first? Most of the time. That makes okay. sense. And then you just kind of have to squeeze your way in you there. You have to toot it up a little bit. Okay. You have to toot uh-huh. it up a little bit. Yeah. And and then my in in my opinion, then from there once both enter, she is in control. Yeah. That I can see. That I can that I can see. It's just getting in there because at some point your dick has to make contact with his. But there's so, a lot of lube. I know there has to be a lot of lube. No, no, not not, not if she's her. not if she's well, you know, <laughs> no, he <laughs> stimulated. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's he's established that. Yeah, um, if she's dry, you already fucked up. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> look, look, one dick. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, that was great. So, all right, so let's um, so let's move into just thinking about uh, your lifestyle experience in North Carolina. Um, so in the DMV, we've been very fortunate. We've, you know, been able to find our tribe and, you know, there's a bunch of parties that go well, on. Well, our and, tribe kind of fell apart, but that's a whole other story. Right. Yeah. We'll rebuild it. Don't worry. Destroy <laughs> and rebuild, like Nas says. So, um, uh, but in North Carolina, what has your experience been like in North Carolina, um, in the lifestyle? What's the lifestyle scene out here? So I'll start. We met um, some really good people at a party and probably maybe about six months into us being in the lifestyle. We're still friends with them now. Mm -hmm. Um, Not even that long. Yeah, not even. Yeah, yeah. but we're still friends with them, still hang out with them, still, Mm -hmm. you know, hook up with them. Um, But. I guess you say tribe. So like one couple mm-hmm. and um I guess that would kind of be like our tribe per se. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um No, because we so that couple it the other couple that you're referring to mm-hmm. introduced us to more couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's usually how it works. Yeah. yeah. And so um So we have a tribe. Yeah, they've been great, you know, just being able to hang out with them, you know, explore and do things with them. But um, as a whole, for us as black people, it's not a lot Mm -hmm. to do or to venture out and say, oh, yeah, there's a whole pocket of us. It's really not. It's it's like a handful. Mm -hmm. And the more you talk to people, you realize that you're connected or that they know this person Mm -hmm. because it's not a lot of us. And let's just be honest in, in specifically in the state of North Carolina, or should I say in this region, what we found is that 
you you may have a husband or a wife of the opposite race that may express an interest, but it doesn't mean it's a shared interest on both parties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, we'll even see SLS profiles that will indicate um, sometimes that, um, you know, the wife is not necessarily interested in BBC mm-hmm. and, but yet the husband will reach out, you know, mm-hmm. and so you have to navigate through those, you know, uh, divides and kind of mm-hmm. see what's what. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's what kind of, um, makes the lifestyle scene, particularly, um, with us having, uh, interracial relations. A little bit difficult sometimes yeah. because we're very open people. We don't we we do not discriminate. We don't right. um, mm-hmm. whether they're white, Hispanic, um, doesn't matter. And yeah. so for us, we're good as long as there's a connection and there's attraction. We're mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in many cases, we run into situations where um, you know one person's on board. Even if we get all the way down to a meet and greet, yeah, uh, yeah. we get into a situation where it's clearly obvious that only one person is on board and the other person is not all the way in. Is it is it typically like couples that are interested in you E train or you Lolo or it doesn't is it is there like a mix? What? I think most of the hits that we get specifically through SLS mm-hmm. are are white males who are interested in her. Oh. Interesting. Now when we are at parties, mm-hmm. it's the women white women gravitating towards me. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of now we got to backtrack and seek the approval from the husband to see if it's okay for her to mess with or play with a black man. Right. So uh, that's kind of my, what's your opinion? Yeah, I agree completely. The men will reach out through messages. Mm -hmm. And express their interest. Yeah, but the women, it's face to face and they're ready and gun co and Mm -hmm. the man is standing off in a corner Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like he's intimidated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's like, well, I want to play with you, but I can't play with you. Like one time we were um, at a at a party and the lady wanted to play with E-Train, but yeah. the man was like, no, she can't. Like she couldn't mm-hmm. play with men. Oh, oh like did they, she know she, that? That was in quotation <laughs> Yeah, right. She couldn't play with men. Yeah, he right. could do what he wanted to. All like, right. He could play with other females, but... She was not allowed to play with me. Mm-hmm. Belle, I want to hear from you a little bit here because because um, <laughs> I feel like what's going on here is, you know, women, white men, mm-hmm. when it comes to white men approaching black women, I don't see a lot of that happening. They seem to be intimidated. White men specifically seem to be afraid, intimidated. I'm not saying y'all are. I'm just saying that's our experience and some Mm -hmm. anecdotal reports that they don't know how to approach black women. Or the question often is, as a white man, how do you approach a black woman? Because sometimes there's a concern that you might say the wrong thing. Right. Now, and and here's the thing. I respect it because when a white man does say the wrong thing. Oh, it's the problem. It's, it fucks up the whole vibe. <laughs> like, it's like a nuclear bomb. Yes. Like it could be real subtle. So I can understand the concern. Yeah. Um, but the question I have for you two ladies is um, when you were approached by a white man and it worked out, what what was going on there? If you could sort of tap into that experience, um, when did white game work on a black woman? That's the question <laughs> I have right now. <laughs> white game. Well, 
searching the Rolodex. Right. I mean, I think, so I think it's like, there's two different experiences for me, I think, when it worked. One, when it was like the approach had nothing to do with me being a black woman. Like, it was just kind of completely neutral, just like, hey, you know, I think you're, you know, I think you're pretty or, you know, you seem really cool or whatever. If we were talking, mm-hmm. I saw you by the pool, I really like, you know, your bikini, whatever, you know, just in a, a regular approach, yeah. like you would approach yeah. any anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then some of the woke white dudes, like, I like to talk, I like to talk about, you know, systematic oppression and how we dismantle the system. So some white dudes has got me like that, too. <laughs> But really? See now I have a total see I, I have a suspicion <laughs> I have a suspicion that woke white dudes like they'll get you talking but that don't get your pussy wet. Like I don't know. But it like white dudes like your Black Lives Matter sister. Like I don't think that works. But it gets me interested <laughs> though. It gets me interested and will hold my attention. Right. And it'll 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 get your foot in the door. Even if you might not be like like maybe you're like five seven. But, like, you've done your research. <laughs> E-Train looked at Lolo like, I don't think that works for you, though. 5'7's a little short. <laughs> You're coming up a little bit short, brother. I know her practice. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Lolo? I mean, what has worked for you it's, as far as, like, I don't know, have, have, have white men succeeded in, in, in getting to, to I have to chime in here and just say this I feel like the guy who had the most in my opinion the most like game as uh, was referenced earlier you didn't really play with him but you were intrigued by him we didn't get the chance to play with him in Remember? the hot tub? yes oh yeah yeah and that just happened because I guess it was like the knight in shining armor kind of thing mm-hmm. Gina went to the restroom and we were in the hot tub there's this other couple and there was a single male in there and he was like trying to be too touchy-feely he wanted to rub my feet and stuff like that so this guy he takes me and he pulls me Mm. towards him and his girlfriend at the time and he just starts talking to me you know and I start talking to them and um we didn't get a chance to play with them but they left us a cert on SLS and they end up moving to another state Mm. but it was just like darn I missed my opportunity because They were younger, both attractive, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, that's one of those where you'd be like, gosh, mm-hmm. missed out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting just hearing y'all talk. It, it It's just kind of reinforcing the idea, like, you know, whether you're white, black, brown, approaching somebody who's white, black, or brown, like, as a man, they're just certain, like, universals as far as what, like, turns women on mm-hmm. about a man. Yeah. So you said knight in shining armor like i feel like a lot of women would just respond really positively to that if there was some guy getting out of line and then some guy comes in and's like mm-hmm. yo let me let me just let me just save you from this and then i and, and i also wanted to bring up the whole the whole like not approaching black women and bringing up that race thing up um in a way that fetishizes thank you um her blackness i mean yeah i mean i've had white men approach me and their uh, approaches them touching my hair like that's the first thing that they do and I was thinking about that yeah. too yeah and I'm like what? like 
like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? First of all, like, I don't know you from Adam. Like, why are you this close to me? I know it's a lifestyle event and all that kind of uh-huh. stuff, but like, at least say something first yeah. before you're just reaching out in somebody. Hey, I don't know what you're Because, first of all, that's a cultural thing. We're sensitive about yes. it anyway. Yeah. Right. Go and ahead. you guys don't do that. If no. you're around white women, you don't just go and touch no. their head. Do you know no. what I'm saying? No. Like, you're right. You yeah. don't. So you got to think about it like that. Because and we understand the cultural difference. But sure. if they were talking to a white woman, would they just go up to her and touch That's her head? That's exactly what I was thinking. So like, like, you what? wouldn't do that to a white woman. Like, I don't think that's happening like no. that. Yeah. It's not. So that goes back to what you said, fetishizing yeah. race. Yeah. 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 It's like, just yeah. avoid that and just kick some game. Yeah. And you'll but probably be all right. We've had men... Tell me, like, I've never been with a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not really helping you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But, I mean, I ask. I do. I ask if I'm talking to a white man. I'm like, well, have you ever been with a black woman? Because mm-hmm. I want to know, like, wh- what is it that is intriguing you about yeah. me? Like, why do you want to talk to me? Like, what is it that you're expecting to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Because I know what the environment we're in, but I want to know what your mindset is, too, before... We take it there because you could be just wanting to like check a a box off your list or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. But I want to know like what your psyche is. Like, what are you thinking in this moment? Because that could say a lot about you as a person. Mm -hmm. I mean, that came up for us like, or that came up for me one time. And it was like he didn't bring it up. Out of no- we were playing a game and it was like a you know truth or dare game whatever and one of the questions was like have you ever played with somebody of another ethnicity and he was like no and like it was only you know this white couple and black couple so <laughs> it was like okay so obviously but he was like yeah I've never and it was just you know never had the opportunity and I was like oh, okay that's intriguing um, but like that situation it was I was more open but when someone's approach again that's the first thing they say is oh well i've never played with a black you know a black person before i've never played with a black woman before okay and you're so beautiful right like am i beautiful your chocolate skin or your caramel skin like i'm not food man (laughs) (laughs) i can't stand it i can't stand it well the context. I can't stand that from white guys who that's just what they're looking for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So in North Carolina, have you guys been able to find black lifestyle networks at all? Yeah. 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 They're not local to us. Well, see, the ones we know, they're up and coming. They're not like established black networks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because... We as black folks have had to assimilate in many ways, you know, Absolutely. whether it's lifestyle or not. Mm-hmm. You know, we try that, especially in this lifestyle of trying to assimilate with the broader majority. But I think what at least the couple of couples that we know mm-hmm. that are trying to establish these groups, they found out just how segregated the lifestyle really is. Mm-hmm. And so now they've started to branch out and do their own things. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the couples that we know who is black. Uh, they have a, a a more of a, a mixed group mm-hmm. that they have, and mm-hmm. it's a great group. It's like forty couples yeah. uh, that hang out and they do parties at mm-hmm. Airbnbs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep, they're they're in the Charlotte area, and then now the one in Raleigh, they're primarily African American, mm-hmm. okay. and it is a great group of people that get together. Um, but you again, found them through SLS. No, we they're people them. that we've met at parties, both mm-hmm. couples. Yeah. 
Um, but they're not that like super duper established groups. Mm-hmm. And before y'all ask, send us an email or a text, and we'll let y'all know who they talking about. If you're in North Carolina, you looking for where you need to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found any random question? Because it's come up lots. Um, have you found any groups on Facebook or have looked on Facebook to find um, lifestyle groups? Uh, I have. I have. I have not had any success. Interesting. Okay. I feel like Facebook, ironically enough, is like the wild, wild west of like lifestyle. Like it's some, yeah. it's a whole lot of interesting mm-hmm. groups on there. Yeah. But I have, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll admit that I have not seen a lot in the Carolinas at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Atlanta on there. Yeah. Texas is all of like you will, you will just, just run into Texas by accident um, when it comes to lifestyle. Um, also, some places in the Midwest, particularly in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, North Carolina hasn't come up at all. But it sounds like you guys have been able to find networks through just word of mouth and just meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the advice we've been given, folks that have reached out to us. Like, you know, um, a lot of you know, a lot of the rules of the lifestyle kind of, you know, just are comparable to the kind of networking you need to do on a professional level. Mm -hmm. Like just talk to people, Mm -hmm. go to parties, know the party might not be your style, but maybe you'll meet one couple there who knows a lot of other couples and a lot of other parties. And that's how you network. Um, you bring up networking. Mm-hmm. I'd say have a good streamlined, short elevator pitch about what you're into and what you like. Yeah. Um, I think that's so relative to exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you have like if you have your short rules or, um, you know, there are certain things that you don't do, like Belle doesn't do anal. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just put it out there so people aren't confused and they can know where to direct you. <laughs> <laughs> not to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> not here. Do not enter. Um, well, I think you. Are, one thing I will call into uh, uh, into the show is that um, you know there's a huge difference. What we found is there's quite a few people who are nudist, mm-hmm. but there's a huge difference nudist. between nudist. And swinger, mm-hmm. and the two populations do not necessarily mix. <laughs> very similar to how oh, yeah. po- the poly world does not necessarily. Um, it, 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 it's not what swinging is. Put mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. And so, with that said, uh, we have run into some situations, especially in North Carolina, where there is specific nudist environments that we explore because we do enjoy the aspect of being naked, not just sexual. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, where we've kind of uh, been categorized and obviously the a huge minority uh, being that we're one of the if not the only all black couple that is present um, and so I, I think one of the things that I would say is that just be careful if you're one of those couples who enjoys the aspect of nudity uh, don't presume that those are widely swinger spaces because mm-hmm. they're not and mm-hmm. even even the conversation uh, <laughs> needs to be tamed in those environments yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for sure And I think um, one of the biggest things, too, that we noticed as far as like traveling from here to where you guys are is um, 
uh, people aren't serious here. They want to send like endless messages. They want pictures. They mm-hmm. want to talk a whole lot versus being like, okay, we're interested. Mm-hmm. Meet for a drink. See how things go. And then go from there. Even a step further, parties, they're not. Yeah, they're not as serious, but like, or DTF. There we go. They're not DTF. Mm -hmm. But like when we're in Maryland, people are DTF. It's like, that's what it is. And even you were talking about the people we know in the Charlotte area, like they have DTF parties. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not DTF, then don't come. And I mean, we can respect that. First of all, they don't invite people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like you have to be DTF because they know what it is. You're supposed to know what it is if you're going to that type of party. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're just sitting around spectating, making people feel uncomfortable or just lurking. And it's like, no, you're here to have a good time Mm -hmm. once again. So I think that's one of the biggest differences that Mm -hmm. we've experienced, even traveling to other areas like People are ready to go. Like, they know what it is. Is You yeah. don't have to go through all this rigmarole. It's like... Yeah, I, I have to come up... I have to give this analogy. It's along the lines. It it, it just resonated with me from what Bomber said earlier. Um, it is very much um, like cell phone service. In the Carolinas, it is a dead zone. We've gone... <laughs> oh, wow. We've yeah. gone north. Yeah. <laughs> and we've gone south. Mm-hmm. We've been to Georgia. We've been to Florida. We've been to... The Maryland, D.C. area, and we've had phenomenal times there, but it's just in this area. And unfortunately, uh, this is the area that we reside in, and we just have not found that continuity that we're mm-hmm. looking for. I appreciate you guys taking out the time to share your experience. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. E-Train and Lolo are always a pleasure to hang out with. So on our Patreon, we talked about in detail our experience with e-train and lolo and i think i I hadn't i hadn't realized i had said this but i said something to the effect of oh i i don't even know if this was on the episode or not but that um lolo wasn't as much of a kisser as e-train was right Mm -hmm. so we weren't kissing as much as you guys were in our first play session but she heard that (laughs) she heard me say that Uh And I didn't mean for her to hear me say that, but she heard it. And so the next time we were together, um, we kissed. Yeah. And <laughs> and so Lolo is, a, is an amazing kisser. Mm-hmm. But the kiss was so sensual. Like, it's one of, you know how some people, like, have a really sensual kiss? Mm-hmm. It's slow mm-hmm. and intimate. And it was so slow and intimate that I'm not even Catholic, but I wanted to find a Catholic church so so that I can make a confession because I felt felt so guilty when she kissed me like that. Like in my head, I was like, we're not supposed to be doing this. (laughs) It was so intimate. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if this is okay. <laughs> Fucking my whole, my, my, my skin, like I got goosebumps from this kiss. Mm. Um, but no, um, in all seriousness, it was a good time with E-Train and Lolo. Hopefully we'll see them again. Um, no, I had a good time. I always have a good time with them. It's nice that we're finding uh, some regulars again. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. <laughs> All right. So quick Patreon shout outs. Um, this is not. Let me just say. <laughs> y'all be showing us a lot of love. For real. Like I go and check my emails and other Patreon like almost every time. Mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that love. Um, and so this might not be up to date. Cause I, I, yeah. So, so for those of you who we don't shout out, we didn't forget about y'all. It's just by the time this episode airs, um, we would have updated our list. So, real quick, we got Attitude Adjuster, Bedroom Bliss, Big Meat Maine, Blazing Couple, Brown Girl, Camellia, uh, Carlos, Chadwick, Chris and Crystal, Clifton, Denary, Darren, Demon, Des, Dante, Texas Bama, Gowan. Gil, J-Dub, Johan, Johan, sorry, just trying to be real, Cassandra, Kyle, Lene, Eminem, Melanie, Metri, Mr. and Mrs. Graham, R&R, Raft, Raven, Red and G, Redonia, Ricky, Robert, Rosen, Albert, Rizzy, Sereni, Suzanne, Tamika, T.Y., Vision, Andrew, Red, <laughs> Red Wonder, Basex, um oh i'm sorry gf <laughs> what galsif see i know you need to get your ass checked but come on now <laughs> galsif 69 east side rider um dude done eight dude done eight is it Maybe. dude dude done know. eight yeah yeah do done eight some pussy is that what it's supposed to say <laughs> all right so crystal <laughs> um Algernon and uh, new talk, new to kink shit. Damn. Um, I'm sorry. I'm fucked up <laughs> with, with y'all showing so much love on Patreon. We appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, y'all allowed us to just not fucking spend our money on on like BNK stuff. Yeah. Um, so we were able to get some marketing material. Um, so we appreciate that. You're actually funding the show, which is amazing and crazy that um, that we're at this place. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great because uh, you know I'm broke right now. All this money we done spent for our boy's birthday party, <laughs> oh I just I can't. I'm not. We're not doing that again no, for at least that. another four years. Yeah. <laughs> Damn that! Oh my gosh! Got the deck redone and ugh, all of food oh man it was a lot it was fun though it was a successful party it was um anyway uh we appreciate you guys tuning in hope you enjoyed the show uh we will see you in september um but stay tuned check out um check out bell's um close out yo let me just say uh we would really really appreciate it as far as uh pcap goes um, if you are fans of some of the content creators that are uh, going to be at PCAP, and maybe you can't be at PCAP to show support, maybe you can't be a Patreon member to show support, but what you can do 
is you can go uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a rating uh, and more importantly, leave a review. Say something about what you like about the show. It really helps these content creators out, um, really helps them be seen. Um, so just really do that. I know we haven't gotten uh, um, any reviews in a while, um, but I've been looking at a few of the other content creators and it just looks like they haven't been getting a lot of reviews. Um, not because people don't listen to their show. I know they have a lot of listeners um but it's just it's you, you don't really want to do this kind of thing when you're listening to a show i mean we're just so much so used to just consuming content um but if you really like the shows and you really want to support in a really simple way that doesn't involve you having to spend any money take five minutes to just leave a review um if we would really appreciate it they would really appreciate it uh and yeah Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please do check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Kinky. You can also find us under the same name on Cassidy, APG, Amore Getaways, and Patreon. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube under Black and Kinky Lifestyle. Feel free to email us at black, the letter N, kinky, lifestyle at gmail.com. Or call and leave a voice message at 937-462-0744. Bye. Black and kinky, black and kinky. Black and kinky lifestyle.